Hello and welcome back to International Conversations, our second episode in which I talk with my son Ben. We cover all sorts of aspects of uh, life from uh, employment through to economic freedom, from consumerism and shopping right through to, uh, well, dealing with uh, living in a pandemic and what that may look like after the pandemic as well. Hope you enjoy this next episode. Hello and welcome to International Conversations and our second episode now. And um, I'm very pleased to introduce um, Ben, uh, who's actually also my son as well. But welcome, Ben. It's not a coincidence. Uh, hello. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's good to be on the uh, on the podcast. I must admit, it's the first one I've ever done, so uh, hopefully it goes well. I'm sure it will. No, I'm sure it will. Did you listen to the first one? Uh, with Rob? Yes. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. It was good, it was okay. good to hear from Rob as well, actually. It was, uh, seems to be doing all right, doesn't it? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, which is good, considering everything that's going on at the moment. But yeah, definitely. Yes, that's, indeed. That's... Um, so look, we'll follow... A, a standard format that I'm setting up, which is this 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 acronym 4D, but you know, talk about family and occupation and recreation and your know, dreams, uh, aspirations, and if there's any particular issue that we haven't covered or you'd like to, you know, topic you'd like to, to cover in the remainder of the time that we'll have left in the hour, then we can we can also cover that uh, okay. before we end up. Is that all right? Sounds lovely. Very good. Excellent. Okay. So, okay. Why don't we kick off then? So. Um, well, actually, whereabouts are you? You don't have to give an address or anything, but geographically. <laughs> <laughs> postcode and uh, uh, yeah. no, I, I'm, so I'm living in uh, sunny Manchester, um, where <laughs> I where I uh, uh, travelled for for university. Um, that was a good six six and a half years ago now. Uh, did wow. did my stint, so to speak, and then um, then got a job, and now I still am here. I'm still remain. And it's sunny. Well, that was a that was a joke. It's usually miserably. <laughs> okay, it's certainly not sunny, but uh... <laughs> I mean, Manchester is known to be sunny, yeah, but, but maybe not today. Okay, um, so tell me, uh, tell me, Ben, tell me about family. What would you like to talk about in terms of family? Oh, hello, Ben. Lost you. Yes, yes, hello. Hi. Yeah, I don't I don't know why it keeps dropping out. No, that's strange. Yeah, it's strange. Maybe it's my phone. Um but no. Well let's carry yeah, on and then uh, let's fingers crossed see how it goes on. All right. Well uh yeah, family. So obviously there's um I mean what 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 about it, I guess. Uh, um you know, you know, obviously you're you're my dad. <laughs> You live yes. with my mum uh, <laughs> uh, and my sister, and that's kind of and that's what I consider my immediate family. I I don't know. It's uh, family's a funny one for me. I think it's um, I think uh, 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 a, a fractured family tree, uh, so to speak. I think that would be a very fair analysis. Um, I think that's yeah. evident in uh, in mum's side of the family and your side of the family as well. So. Right. Um, well, not that I've met anyone on your side of the family, of course. Um, but then again, no, I don't speak with anyone on mum's side of the family either. But it's not because I don't want to necessarily. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, I just, uh, you know, I spend, as I said, family is a funny one. I spend a lot of time 
uh, growing apart from family, you know, due to uh, uh, history, if you will. Um, um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a funny one. You know, obviously, I, I love you guys very much. And I speak with you very frequently. Um, we love you a bit too. Uh, a bit, just just a little bit, you know, not too much. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's um, you know, it's obviously, um, yeah, yeah. So would you? It's so so to kind of summarise that, I suppose we were kind of a small nuclear family, uh, as in you know two or as the average at one point was two point four, might be less now than different kids. That's a sociological but, term there, yeah. A nuclear family, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so um, it's more nuclear family, but with an extended kind of fragmented family of all sorts of mythical relatives, some of you heard of, some you've actually <laughs> met. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, um, right. But yeah, obviously, obviously I'm, I'm much more aware of, of those on mum's side. Obviously, we've got uh, various uncles and aunties and I don't know how many cousins, 11 or 12 cousins, I don't, I don't bloody know. Um, no idea. Uh, I've, I've no idea. I've, I've absolutely no idea. I've, I think it's around that. But um, but yeah, um, you know, you and Mum are, are my immediate family, and uh, that's good enough for me. Okay, very good. Okay, excellent. Um, so let's maybe talk about. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned it thing earlier, but uh, you know, you moved to Manchester and so forth, and you you studied there. What did you study? I studied criminology. Um, so obviously, but before that, I was not obviously. Obviously, nobody knows. But um, before that, I was studying uh, uh, sociology, psychology, uh, and art history. Uh, one because I thought it would be easy to do art history, but the joke was on me. Um, it was an immense amount of work. Uh, um, but uh, but I you know I persevered, and then based on that, I I thought oh criminology sounds very interesting, so I just went with it and um, got into the University of Manchester after doing relatively well at college I guess um, and um, that, that's what kind of led me to my job um, which I'm sure we'll get on to momentarily um, yeah yeah indeed um, but yeah I really but enjoyed I was... it at the, at the University of Manchester I, you know I didn't uh, um, I was a bit old when I not a bit old but I was older than most students so I was you know very right. you know, happy to just get on with things uh, as it was as opposed to enjoy the university lifestyle which I'd probably enjoyed for the, the previous five years anyway Interesting. So, yeah, and you went to Manchester School of Law, right? So that was part of the yeah. university. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah I remember. part of the uni, yeah. Yeah, but, but that was curious, isn't it? Because you say you were a bit older. Quite a lot of people, I suppose, your contemporary students were there, you know, young, maybe have been away from home, but this is the first time substantively they've been away at home. And as you say, there's the, uh, the, uh, the appeal and the... Um, um, the various interesting things you can do while you're at university and so forth, uh, yeah. the social life and so forth. But that was different for you. It was different for me. I uh, well, I was I was dating someone at the time, um, right. and she was still down in Canterbury in my first year. So I basically spent all my money every weekend uh, going down there <laughs> to try and salvage that relationship because, as everybody knows, long distance relationships aren't very easy. Um, yeah. And then in yeah. my second year, um, obviously the the my girlfriend at the time. Um, uh, she came to Manchester Metropolitan University, a, a sneaking suspicion. Uh, she wanted to come up there to be with me, um, yeah. which was nice. Um, so yeah. she, you know, she came up in the second year and we got, our, uh, got an apartment together uh, in the city, which was really nice. So basically after my first year, I wasn't really in contact with, the, with any other students, so to speak, because you know, they, they all lived with, the, with the, their friends in, in larger houses, you know, four or five bedroom houses and 
um, live that uni lifestyle. But I'd, I'd very much done that beforehand, so I was quite happy to just settle down a little bit. Right. Interesting. No, interesting. So, so you were kind of like, um, yeah, the mature. Well, I suppose what they call now mature, mature full time student. Yeah, <laughs> uh, mature as in aged. I certainly wasn't mature. Um, not no, not by any measure. Um, I thought it was, you know, was, I don't know, like a fine fine wine or a, or a mature cheese, if you will. But that was aged. Um, you know, I still haven't quite grown up yet, and I'm thirty now, so. Right, right, okay. Do we ever? I don't know. I mean, well, I'm no, not... that's that's what I that's what I wonder. I, I I often say this to other people, but when I was, it's always stuck in my brain. But when I was younger, I just saw he must have been a twenty-one or twenty twenty-two year old, and I just thought, yeah, that guy's got his life together. He's an adult. And then when I got to twenty-one, I thought I haven't got anything together yet. I can't even look after <laughs> myself, let alone anybody else. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, it was an interesting realization. Actually, I got to that age thinking. You know, everything uh, everything will be good. You'll be an adult, and it was quite a different story. Right, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Because it, it it's kind of like the yeah, this expectation of this transition, as it were. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, there was a huge expectation, uh, but uh, I I didn't transition to a, an adult until about three years ago. <laughs> um, uh, you know, when I kind of really started a, a proper job and um, yeah. understood what it was to you know pay your own way to. Right. Um, you know, I mean, I think that makes a big difference. You know, when uh, mm. I think a lot of people had started work before I did. I, you know, yeah, uh, started a bit late in life in many ways. Let's just say. So, do you think it's interesting the comments you made there about um, you know only happened about three years ago, but it also coincided with paying your own way and uh, and, and you know, is that is that something for you, from your perspective, or do you think that's a societal perspective or both? You know, in terms of what constitutes adulthood? Oh, well, you know, they say, uh, well, you know, in uh, in crime, you're an adult when you can be when you can be tried as an adult, and that's a lot younger than eighteen, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, well, it was always the expectation that you know, once you've got your own place, when you know, once you're doing shopping for yourself, that's kind of what adulthood was like. You know, that's uh, right. you, you were an independent human being and just trying to get through it like everybody else so I guess you know there's there's what society expects of you as an adult and then what you consider to be adult and I guess those are yeah. those are probably quite quite similar yeah no no understood yeah. and since you but mentioned I, a couple of times go ahead sorry no I, I just feel like uh, 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 you know uh, I'm six foot three so a very large child really um, <laughs> um uh, <but> <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know, it's I can be an adult, but you know, I very much still feel uh, very much uh, a young man. Right. Well, if it's any consolation. I'm what fifty three, and I feel the same way. But um, <laughs> yeah. Well, there we um, go. Maybe when maybe we never grow up. Yes. Well, maybe you know, some of us. We just uh, well, some of us do. But I think they're boring. Right. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. What, so what, not relinquishing. Yeah, indeed. I mean, not relinquishing, you know, aspects of our childhood for being for being an adult. Yeah, I guess so. So hmm. tell me, tell me about, um, tell me about your job, your occupation. So you, you left university, you got your degree, and then and then what happened I next? I uh, spent uh, my summer looking. So I obviously I graduated. It must have been in know, May or June or something, something like that. And then I spent three months. Uh, looking for a job, two or three months looking for a job, and I landed, I fell into it, actually. I um, 
I remember speaking with a recruiter and I was like, oh, what do you want to do? And I just thought, oh, yeah, uh, compliance sounds good. And at the time, I didn't really understand what that meant. Um, um, but, uh, you know, I got an interview. They liked me. Um, and then it just happened to be that uh, I was relatively good at the job. I was, you know, good with clients, good at speaking to clients. Um, um, and then I thought, well, you know, if I can do this, I'll keep going. Um, and uh, well, what it is that I do is, is, is a regulatory advisor. So I advise financial service businesses as to their uh, regulatory obligations. So, um, for example, the Financial Services and Markets Act 2000 and any subsequent uh, 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 regulations that came out after that um, also includes data protection because uh, obviously they come hand in hand in, in, in any business mm. that, you, that you advise on. I admit I really despise data protection. Uh, I think it's backwards um, <laughs> and it doesn't, it doesn't work in the modern world, in my opinion. Um, but there we are. And let's not get onto cookie law either. Cookie law is a joke. Um, but um, we but might do. We might do that. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't stand it. But um, so that's kind of what I do. It's it's a very it's a high stress job. I work in a small business, so a lot of a lot of responsibilities. Um, and there's only so many people to get certain jobs done. Um, but you know, it pays the bills. I um, I've got a, a very good. Uh, well-rounded uh, client base who do all sorts of different activities from uh, mortgage broking to uh, to credit broking to payment service institutions so money remitters for example like like western union but not western union they're not my client um, uh, but mostly, large, um... large multinational clients that, that trade on the new york stock exchange in the u.s for example so yeah. quite quite a variation but all financial services all financial all services. Financial. I've, got, I've got some some data brokers, so some that sell data, um, okay. um, but yeah, primarily it's financial service businesses. Um, wow. Yeah, or, or you know similar businesses. So, for example, uh, insolvency practitioners or, or something like that. So, uh, because that is quite different to well, excuse my uh, my uh, naivety, maybe or assumptions, but compared to what you were doing in criminology. And then moving to this is it's, it's quite a shift, isn't it? I mean, did you, know, you envisage? Yeah, it was radical. <laughs> did you envisage doing something, you know, along the lines within within criminology? And again, there's varied varied opportunities there, I suppose. But or was this was you know opportunity arose, or what, what do you think that was? Opportunity. I think I uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do after university, and I certainly had no uh, particular uh, aspirations other than to secure. Uh, secure an apartment, get a salary, and uh, you know, do the shopping. Really, that was my immediate concern. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it's I, I took what was available, uh, and it just so happened to be a good choice for me. I um, it was a bit of a uh, it was difficult. Obviously, I was very much more accustomed to the academic side of you know the research side of things as opposed mm. to legislation and regulations. Um, mm. so that, but I had been exposed to. Uh, you know, to 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 the law, so if you will, um, as a result of yeah. criminology, because um, we did some criminal law modules and stuff, and I guess that's what uh, that's what uh, they were attracted to in the first place was that you know I had exposure right. to law because everyone else right. I worked with typically have done uh, uh, law degrees, you know, um, but didn't go further than that, so to speak. So so that's kind yeah. of why I fell into it really. Um, yeah. And don't get me wrong, it's, it's bloody difficult uh, interpreting the the law. Um, mm -hmm. regulations but yeah I've learned a lot from it and I've certainly grown from that too no that's fascinating actually I think about 50% of your degree was probably law right 
Oh yeah, forty fifty percent. Yeah, and then the sociology, psychology was was the rest of it. I would I would think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do you use do you find you use those aspects in terms of dealing with people, particularly in the, in the nature of the work you do now and so forth? But does that come in handy in terms of having done quite a lot of psychology and sociology in the past? Well, I I, I liked those topics because I didn't really understand the mind, you know, how, and I was always interested to understand how people, people think or how society works and, you know, you know, how, how, how it is that the cogs turn, so to speak, in, mm. in, 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 you know, in, in society from, or from a functionalist perspective, if you will, but, um, um, but yeah, mm. what was the question again? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I was just asking about, you know, with your background of having done quite a bit of sociology and psychology, whether you you know you found that useful in I mean for instance working with clients and, and you know working um, with people probably not actually um, I don't know it's you know I, I'm a bit of a, a chameleon if you will I've always you know I can fit in easily and I can mm -hmm. engage people relatively easily maybe maybe it is as a result of psychology I'd probably have to have to look into that personally anyway I don't I, I don't know I guess it all feeds into it doesn't it yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it does, probably even unconsciously. Uh, you, you know, stuff you've picked up and learnt and so on. We, we absorb things, don't we, along the way and then mm. add to our, our kind of tapestry or our toolbox. Well, I think at the time that I started criminology as well, I mean, the whole topic of crime is is almost uh, everyone. Everyone's fascinated by crime. You know, those that those that aren't criminals, for example, we're, we're all obsessed with, with crime, with psychopaths. Um, um, you know, everyone wants to know more about that side of life. You know, I think that, that much is evident on Netflix. They've got an entire entire <laughs> genre just for crime docuseries and miscarriages of justice. And everyone, you know, I find it personally very fascinating. It's the it's the other side of life that we're not necessarily exposed to, but surrounded to. We were surrounded by it, if that makes sense, but we don't see it. So that always interested me. Ah, so it's interesting because I was going to ask you what, why, why you thought that was. And so, so a couple of elements you've you put out there already. I mean, one is this fascination, I suppose. It's, well, extreme, I suppose, is almost like car crash TV, isn't it? It's, it's, you, yeah. People are fascinated with all these kind of things, you know, disasters and things that go wrong and, you know, crime and all these kind of things. It's, it's, well, it's, its own kind of... um, right. We all want a little bit more excitement, don't we? We want to see what it's like on the other side without having to dip our toes in. So it's kind of vicarious, isn't it? You're right. So some, you can watch someone else be a criminal, but you're yourself not a criminal. And yeah, yeah. For the most well, part, most people, I suppose, are law-abiding. Yeah, law-abiding citizens, aren't we? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Uh, although that was a good movie in itself, but that's another... <laughs> it, was a, it was a great movie. But... <laughs> um, yeah. Was it Gerard Pretty Butler? Violent. Gerard Butler, yeah, correct. Yeah, Gerard yeah. Butler. And, um, oh, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, he's very good, yeah. Yeah, no, that was uh, interesting. But I mean, actually, is it, I mean, it's kind of interesting because uh, it, it kind of, you know, it's it's, it's, a, it's an age-old uh, discussion point, isn't there, about you know, how far does it go before you know, a law-abiding citizen, rather than watching stuff on Netflix, actually is, you know, doing something criminal or, you know, illegal or, or whatever, but, you know, doing something that's, you know, well, even if not illegal, then morally or ethically wrong. Um, I think this is why Breaking Bad did so well. I mean, I think that is essentially the, you know, the, right. the story. A, a, a well-to-do guy with a family, uh, you know, he gets pushed into. Yeah. And what well, we all know what he gets up to, don't we? But um, 
you know. <laughs> no spoiler alerts. I mean, it, no it's a big favourite of yours, isn't it? Breaking Bad. It's a massive. I think it's one of my favourite TV shows of all time. Yeah. I mean, it was... But we never, could, I think we could, we could all identify with the main character's yeah. issue. Yeah. And yeah. Um, almost encouraged his... Yeah. Uh, his behaviour, you know, we he was um, what's the word protagonist, and he was the protagonist and the antagonist, wasn't he? Yeah, well, I mean, what's fascinating is in today's culture, I suppose, and, and particularly in our media, is this whole concept of moral ambiguity. You know, yeah. there was a time where we just thought some people were good, some people were bad or evil, good guys yeah, versus the bad guys, guys, you know, and the lines are blurred. I mean, he, you know, not to give, I mean, if you haven't watched it. Um, not to give too many spoiler alerts, but I mean, you know, he's what a chemistry teacher, isn't he? Uh, yeah. But he has this, you know, he has this clearly uh, his, his background in startups and also being highly intelligent. Finds out he has cancer and wants to do well for his family. Yeah, um, but what? You, yeah, well, what you suddenly realise through the series, of course, is that actually that that may be in the catalyst, but it becomes more and more about his drivers. I think, correct. Well, yeah, it ends, it ends very differently. He started off with uh, with family in mind, and then it was all about about what he wanted in the end, wasn't it? So, yeah, being a, being a crime lord. lord. Yeah, yeah, exactly. no. Um, but I think that's just uh, the attraction of power, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. And and in today's world, well, whether it's through money or influence or or, or other aspects like that, I suppose, you know, power. Power enables you and facilitates your position in society. You know, either you have power or you're powerless, and a lot of people are powerless, aren't they? So yeah, well, yeah. So I think you know, it all, 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 all goes back to the fact that you know, we, you know, we don't want to necessarily dip our feet in that world, but we certainly like to be exposed to it. Yeah, no, it's fascinating. So, um, it's that. I mean, it's watching stuff, I suppose, you know, um, and streaming and video and so forth is, is, is I know, already is. Uh, Important to you, I know it's to me as well. Um, in, oh, in our well, family. it's a form of escapism, isn't it? You know, and we all like to escape into other worlds. Yeah. I've always, I've always enjoyed that, as is uh, evident with all of my endless gaming and um, you know, as part right. of my life, playing games and, and watching. Uh, you know, <laughs> I can attest. To that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, no, it's, it's interesting. You know, we, you know, even as a kid, you know, you watch cartoons and you want to be. You know, I wish I had superpowers, or this is what this is why this whole Marvel thing so massive these days because it it's what everybody wants out of life, but nobody has it, do they? No. So, so it's it's curious, isn't it? Because the consistent theme of what you've been mentioning, you know, whether it's vicariously being a criminal through watching something on Netflix or indeed other streaming services are available, and um, and also um, this, <laughs> you know, growing up, you know, superheroes and. And and you mentioned earlier, also in life is boring and so forth. But but there's the kind of the you know, the mundanacity, as it were, that you know the, the, the you know the normal day to day routine. And then, uh, it, it, well, either for some they they achieve that, I suppose, in our society. But but for many, it's just the aspiration, the dream, almost, isn't it, of some of something beyond that, I suppose, something else, whichever it could be, whether it's criminal, superhero, or, no. or a, whole, a whole load of other things, I suppose. But we all want to be uh, to 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 be better, to have more stature, status, um, because that's what we're told is what to aspire for, isn't it? So, right. celebrity culture, for example, you know, everyone wants everyone wants to have all the best and latest things, um, because because that's 
well, it's consumerism, isn't it? It's, uh, it's, that's the life that we live at the moment, isn't it? You know, we all want, want more, want better, you know. Yeah. And the more we're exposed to, you know, you know, with the advent of all these different subscription services and the advent of movies, this really, I think, propelled our, you know, emphasised all of our aspirations as human beings, because ultimately that's all we are, is just human beings, as, as animals, um, with very limited functions, actually, if you think about it. Yeah. So do you think our species kind of well, punches above its weight? Oh, yeah. Do you absolutely. mean? Or? Yeah. Well, yeah, in a way. But we just want, what well, ultimately what I'm getting at, we all want more out of life, don't we? And, uh, um, well, I do, but... <laughs> well, um, so, so, so talk about that. I mean, um, well, you talked a little bit about, uh, you know, uh, you talked a little bit about what you do in terms of your job. You talked a little bit about recreation, you know, gaming and um, and, and watching stuff and so forth. But, but yeah, talk a little bit maybe about your aspirations, your dreams and so forth. What does what does that look like for you? I, I want to be, uh, well, as most people would be, is financially free. I, I'd like to just go, well, I mean, I might, don't get me wrong, I'm in, you know, a fairly good financial position, I think, at the moment. I'm, I'm comfortable and I've got no other obligations. I just look after myself. But, you know, I want to be able to say, I don't want, I don't need to work today, you know. I don't need to do this today or I can go and do what I want today and not, uh, not be part of the endless and infinite rat race that we all live in, um, <laughs> which has led me on to uh, starting a business um, separate to my job um, with a yeah. colleague that I work with, um, which, which, uh, which is a kind of one of my hopes, one of my, my portals to less concern um, you know, less, uh, I just want to be more comfortable in life and say, yeah, I can do that and not have to think about how it's going to hit the bank. Right. Yeah. So let's just, let's unpack that a little bit. I mean, um, so, so there's elements of freedom I, in as much as you're in control of what you can do or don't need to do or whatever at, at your behest, as it were, that, that's yeah, one exactly. thing. And the second thing is, is therefore that you need, well, particularly I suppose today, financial security to enable you to have that freedom at least in your your particular view of your your vision as it were yeah well, i probably got i mean we all have a, 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 a we all have a vision of what we want but i think that um i don't know maybe it's been a life of watching movies and playing games that just made me want a lot more out of life because there was always you know i think life's you know pretty pretty boring and i want to be you know i look at i look at people that can just go around and do whatever they like and um and don't get me wrong that's just you know you've got to be very lucky to be to be one of the few that can do whatever they like but i want to be one of the few that can do whatever they like so to speak i don't like i don't like uh, answering to other people i don't like having a boss um i want to be my own boss um as and i want to make my own mistakes and uh, as i have done many many a time but i want to i want the freedom to make my own mistakes and learn from them and, and and not do everything for somebody else i don't i've never enjoyed doing stuff for somebody else um, um yeah. so what's that sorry carry on no, no go ahead well no i was going to say it's i'm very struck by by what you say there because that's very common in terms of you know there's a lot of commonality there and when you when you hear people particularly entrepreneurs you know who talk back look back on you know where they came from and so forth and there's a very common theme there i think in terms of that that need for freedom to be their own boss to make their own decisions and so forth but to, exactly. i suppose you know, take the reins of their own destiny as it were yeah exactly i want control of my life not be subject to the whims and whimsies of an employer or 
you know, I want to, I want to earn, earn my own money and say, yeah, that's, that's all mine, not earn something that goes into the coffers or pockets of somebody else. So I've never agreed with that. Nice. Obviously, I'm thankful for my boss for hiring me in the first place if he's listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have to say, I was thinking about that. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, because if it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't for this job, I would not have started uh, my new, uh, the new business that I intend on doing with with my colleagues. So for that, I am definitely thankful. Um, but we all need, yeah. uh, we all need the stepping stones to achieve what you know. You know, I'm not that I want to compare myself to the likes of any any billionaires in the world, but you know, they all started in their garages or or fell out of university and started doing what they wanted. So. You know, I think if you want to take control, you've, you've got to take risk, haven't you? So you've got to leave. Indeed. You know, you have to. And that's what exactly what they did. And, if you know, if you work hard enough, it will pay off eventually. So, I mean, you know, arguably with the right set of conditions, I suppose, and the right opportunities, and, you know, some would, would suggest you obviously make your own luck and all these kind of things as well. But, you know, most, if not you know, many of us in society could say the same thing yeah, and, 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 and want to. But that doesn't happen, right? I mean, it's only a minority of people who are, you know, that successful to extreme, I suppose, but but at oh, least become their own bosses and so on. But why do you think that is? Why do I think what is? Sorry. But, you why know, the I society as a whole, it's only a minority that really strike out, take the risks, you know, well, entrepreneurial, think, whatever. That's just human nature. It's just, well, it's just part of being human, you know. If, if we look at it from... Uh, if, if we strip back to what we are... You know, you've got alphas, don't you? And 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 I look at it no different. You've got alphas and, and betas, and it's the alphas that that dominate, that lead, um, that go on to do better things. Obviously, you've got the alpha, and then smaller alphas and stuff like that. So I don't I don't consider it any different from that. You know, some people excel because they want to. Some people are happy, you know, just doing the nine to five, just you know, just just living right. that kind of function in life. But I don't want to live that function. It's it's too specific. Too mundane. No, yeah, no, understood. It reminds me of that, you know, that business theory about uh, monkeys, uh, chim monkeys, chimps, and apes. You know that there are the the big gorillas, the apes, mm. as it were. You know that are you know, whether they're companies or whatever, but you know they occupy uh, the, the the environment here, the land, as it were. And there's mm. there's not many of them. And then there's you know the number of monkeys and and, uh, and and you know chimps and so forth. And they all probably want some of them would want to aspire to be an ape, but you know. If you're going to be, you're going to have to take on. You know, the apes aren't going to naturally shuffle along and allow someone else in. <laughs> no, not at all. And I certainly don't want to be a chimp or a monkey. I want to be an ape, a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> as our great, as our, as our great hero Alan Partridge said, I want to. What was it he said? I want to. Uh, I want to evolve, not revolve. <laughs> With Tony hairs, you know. Yeah, yeah, empty Tony hairs. Yeah. Absolutely. Smell my cheese. <laughs> Yeah, indeed. For those for those who are not in the initiates of uh, Alan Partridge, it's uh -huh. a uh, it's a tale of a of a, a failed. Well, he wouldn't say failed, I suppose, but failed uh, TV host who's uh, and you follow his career. And it, it's a uh, it's uh, it's a, an alter ego of the of the comedian Steve Coogan. Yeah, but we followed him for many years. And in fact, we almost physically followed him once in Manchester trying to get his signature. <laughs> we had to give up. Yeah, I love that. That was brilliant. Indeed, absolutely. I can't believe that for those listening again. Um, so Steve Coogan, as Alan Partridge, was going to sign one of his new books written as Alan Partridge. Um, and I flew in. I think I had some business with him. And uh, yeah, and we got there. 
relatively early, we thought, but there had been people there since like five or six in the morning, which you hadn't realised, and it was in uh, the, the bookstore, Waterstones there, which is the former Manchester Library. And a queue was enormous, wasn't it? It was just, it went on for ages. They, just, they wound it around the entire Waterstones shop, basically, didn't they? Yeah, on outside, yeah. yeah. So, so we thought, well, we'd probably do well once we got in there, but didn't realise this huge snaking queue. Um, and I had to leave, unfortunately, about, I think, one o'clock, wasn't it? So we took some yeah. photos of him in the background, I remember, but we, um, we never got the chance to shake his hand. No, <laughs> unfortunately not. But um, yeah. one day, maybe, one day. One day, yes, indeed. But, you, know. you know, you might be doing his accounts or something in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Hopefully he starts a financial service business. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll see. Alan Partridge, financial services, maybe. But, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean... I think what ultimately what it always boils down to is well, what is what is it to to live? You know, some people want you know some people want to have a family, start a family, and have five children, and, and that's what they want out of life: living in a nice little house in the country somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. But I certainly don't want any of that. Um, I, I just want you know financial freedom and the ability to make choices for myself and not be uh, uh, subject to the demands, as I say, of a of an employer, of a, of a controller, if you will. Right. Yeah, I don't like well, I've, I've never, really, you, never you, done well with that, you know, in, uh, as much, you know, in school or, or, or university. I never never agreed with authority. And I think that probably yeah. permeated in employment as well. Because interesting, I was just about to say, you mentioned employer a lot, but I, I wasn't sure if you meant that specifically or just generically, i.e., you know, authorities. Well, well. So does that employer, employ know, government? I, well, you know, for example, I, I could have taken, uh, I, I, I could have gone to other roles at other companies by now, but uh, the, the, the fact that the, the, the issue always remained, I'm still going to be employed by someone. Um, right. It may be a, a big company, it may be, uh, you know, a top dog within the industry, but that still doesn't cut it for me, because um, I still answer to someone that I only really want to answer to the tax man, ultimately. Right. You know, not that I want to, but, um, you know, if I have to whittle it down, that would be the only one. No, understood. <laughs> Inescapable tax man, you mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, well, yeah. You know what, what, do they, what do they say about life? Nothing, nothing sure in life but death and taxes. Yes, exactly. No, indeed. True. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Certainly, well, certainly in our neck of the woods and our past society, that's, I think, probably correct, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm just living a, a fantasy and I've yet to learn that yet. You know, maybe I've already been so exposed to this culture of wanting more you know, wanting, you know, wanting to do what I please, because that's what, you know, that's the dream, isn't it? Everyone, everyone aspires to, most people aspire for that. And, you know, only so many people make it, don't they? That's why you've got the 1%, not 99, about 99, the other 99% doing just as well. It wouldn't make any sense. No, and the ultimate 1% of the 1%, yeah. I mean, the people who are really, really super rich. Yeah, exactly. No, indeed. And in fact, I think when you when you see surveys and hear, read about stuff, a lot of people say they don't want that. You're right. You know, be when the one percent, the one, or the, even the one percent of the one percent. But but they would like to have the financial security that at the end of the month they don't need to worry. Yeah. That's a very common response, I, I feel. Well, you know, uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, the, the stat that bothered me some must have been about a year ago when kind of COVID was ramping up. Um, and right. I saw in the news that they said uh, some ridiculous percentage of people didn't have enough savings to see them over uh, to see them through a, a month of living. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I just thought mm, right. I'm one of those people. So ever since then, um, I just thought, yeah, I'm not doing yeah. that. So I've just saved and saved, and and you know, obviously I started the business and 
Um, and so, right. you know, I'm taking the steps forward um, to, to, to be financially secure, basically. I, I, want, right. I want that um, because ultimately that's all there is. Yeah. You know, in my opinion. I, mean, well, I think there's probably more to life than that, but not in my blinkered view of reality. No, but for you and, and for what you want and, and your view of, of your position in society, the critical thing is financial security. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's my sole focus, really. Um, you know, I don't I don't want to settle down and have children, not at all. Um, so I think we'll you know find someone to be with, and then and then beyond that, it's you know just just being secure, isn't it? And the only way to do that is is is, is with money. Yeah. But also, you mentioned earlier, you know, flexibility. You don't have to work every day, or you can choose when to work. And yeah, so, you know, it's, yeah, all of those elements. Yeah, freedom. <laughs> that's freedom in in a way, isn't it? And you think that's because you, you you've kind of intimated that uh, numerous times in a conversation. But but you know, this is. Do you feel that's quite a prevalent feeling in in people who around your age, or certainly even younger? Uh, well, I'm not sure. I think it's becoming more more prevalent these days than it has been. Um, right. But, you know, we're all exposed to a lot more now, aren't we? And we want more. Um, right. So, yeah. yeah. So the elements of the consumerism, as you mentioned as well, but yeah. avarice and so on. But you know, people who, you know, the influencers, kind of culture that's grown more latterly, I suppose, as well, but... But um, yeah. there is an, old, an awful strong element, I suppose, of, of seeing seeing successful people and wanting to be that. Yeah, of course. I'm not saying in your necessarily case, but I mean just generally. No, I see success all over the place. And I just think, well, there's only one way to achieve it. And it's, you're certainly not going to be doing it sat on your sat on your hands, you know, you know, doing the nine to five. Right. Not that I do the nine to five. I do eight to five thirty. So. To <laughs> <laughs> be precise. And just in case your boss is listening again. <laughs> yeah, just in case. Um, but, you know, I, I work long hours and I want to work those long hours for me. If, you know, I don't want to do it for anybody else, you know, who, who right. profits right. off the back of, of someone else. You know, I, wouldn't, I want to do it myself and say, yeah, I earned that. That's me. Right. Fascinating. No, that's fascinating. So, so that's, that's a big concept. That's a big concentration of your uh, of your life. Then clearly, particularly at the, at the moment, as you say, as you kind of take some rather interesting steps. Well, it's my sole focus support. at the moment. I mean, oh. you know, it's uh, I'm desperate to break out of uh, of um, of my bonds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, um, you know, and I think you need you need that desperation because that's determination. Um, oh. You know, so that's a driver, I think, and I, I've got to ride with it. So actually, now you say that, one of the things that comes to my mind then is the is the concept or the idea of not settling. You know, I'm not I'm not just settling for this. I want no, more I than this. No, I refuse to settle for less. You know, I've I think I have potential. You know, and it's taken me a long mm -hmm. potential. You know, well, it has taken me a long time to realise that. I think. Um, um, so you know, I you know, I just want to, yeah, just want to see it through. Just you know, want more out of life and 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 have less worries. Yeah. I wouldn't worry too much about age because there's a lot of actually mythology actually about you know young entrepreneurs and so on. But if you look at the most successful people in that society, they didn't really hit their peak until certainly after their thirties, and for some not until their forties, and some even their fifties. 
yeah. before they kind of really, really reach their peak. So I think there is some kind of mythology about you know young young entrepreneurs and so forth. And you know, that's if you haven't if you haven't made it by twenty five or thirty or something <laughs> like that. I mean, that's that's not true. I don't believe. Well, I think I'm think I'm at a good age. You know, I've learned a lot in the last you know however many years of education and work. So I, I don't think I could have started what I wanted to do now five years ago. Um, you know, so I'd be curious to see what changes in the next five years. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point, actually. But yeah, yeah indeed, um, definitely. By starting a new business, that also provides me with um, with an exit mechanism, really, ultimately for my for my current job. And I don't intend on staying there forever, and I've made that abundantly clear to them. So, um, you know, I need a way out, and that <laughs> seems to be that's okay. Good. Well, you know, I said, look, you know, I, you know, I could have, uh, you know, the, the reality. I'm very upfront with 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 my employers, yeah. and you know, I've leveraged myself yeah. into a into a pretty good pretty good position there. But you know, they, they yeah. need me um, as I need them, so it's a good relationship uh, in that respect. But yeah. I can't, you know, nobody stays in the same place forever. You're no true, but you, you strike you come across actually um, insane. I mean, you you're very open, you're very transparent, but you're very clear. I suppose, articulate in terms of what you want and what you think about things. Is that just just in work, do you think, or is that is that generally or in work, yeah, probably the most and the most clear in work in, in the rest of life it's all very murky and I'm not sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but it's good to have something in life that, you know, you can say, Yes, I I know what's going on. You know what I mean? Uh, and probably in every other aspect of my life it's, you know, it's not a mess by any measure. Um, no. certainly not in comparison to what it was no. um, but um, you know, you know, I'm, I, you know I don't have a relationship uh, you, know, I'm, you know I've always struggled with those so you know so this is something that I can control and something that I can be clear about and uh, and you know I don't need to worry about anybody else you know it's it's not a personal relationship it's a professional one so I can be very clear in that respect. So that's that's also stemming from what you said we all strive for some structure in our lives, I suppose, or something that we can structure ourselves around, as it were. And for many people, probably in our society, it is work, right? I think to a great or lesser degree. Well, it's compared to I mean, well, basically, we we live to work, um, which is another one of the, the issues that I take with uh, with uh, being employed by someone is that you know our lives are you know consumed, uh, engulfed by work, you know, and uh, yeah. you, you wake up in the morning. You work all day and then you have four hours to yourself in the evening. This is a prison sentence, in my yeah. opinion. So, um, <laughs> no, it is. It, I, I never understood it. I mean, uh, I just thought, how come, I mean, like you, for example, you work long hours, you even work on the weekends. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. I, I work, yeah. I worked yesterday, um, uh, yeah. um, but I worked on my new business yesterday, obviously. So that was, you know, that was wow. six days a week of doing something. So, you know, in I your think, own time again yeah. exactly and what concerns me the most ever since i did start working um, um at this job was that life is just passing me by you know it's i wake yeah. up i do the job the day is gone so i'm not living my life yeah. i'm living my work and uh i that really bothers me on a on a very uh on a very deep level it's living for work but you'd rather it be working for life yeah, exactly. I want to work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I want to work yeah. to live, not because um, I don't know. I, you know, I, I eat while I work. Do you know what I mean? I, I it's, yes. that's not existence in my opinion, but don't get me wrong. We, that's what everybody else is doing. You know, the 99% that's what yeah. everyone else is doing. Um, but I, I disagree with that fundamentally. Do you think, how do you think that's changed since the 
since the inception of the pandemic, you know, over the last year or so, for, for, for you or, for, or generally for, for people more widely, do you think in terms of, you know, the emphasis on work and do you think that's got worse? Do you think it's, it's stayed the same, got better or? Uh, how do you mean, sorry? So, I mean, do, I mean, as you say, if everyone's generally working to live. Well, we should, um, everyone should be working to live. Uh, we get one life. Um, yeah, but, but at the moment, everyone's li living in, living their work, as it were. Oh, do you think yeah. that's worse or, or, or you know, it's consistent with the pandemic in the last year? It's just difficult. I mean, for you, did it change much? Well, I, I worked longer hours thanks to the pandemic, you know, so, wow. you know, which I don't like doing. Um, but then again, I, I don't like... Well, why is that? Why, why do you work longer hours? Well, I don't know. Well, I wake up at the same time, so I'm at my desk earlier. I don't need right. to. I don't need to, you know, um, iron my shirt, put on a suit, commute into the office. Right. Um, yeah. All of this stuff that is actually pretty horrendous now that I look back. At oh. it. I mean, what you know? So I, I you know, I so wake you, up at the same time, so I'm at my desk even earlier. Um, and I guess so. You've you know, gone into the same trap that a lot of people have, I think, in terms of a lot of people were saying this recently about. You know, if you commute one or two hours in the morning, one two hours in the evening, don't you know? Don't start your day when you were starting to commute. Start your day when you would have got to the office, and then you have these hours where you can well do what you need to do or whatever you know in the house or for yourself or whatever. But mm -hmm. actually, to your point, people get up in the morning and instead of the commute, they start work, and then instead exactly. of the commute in the evening, they carry on working. So you've actually kind of prolonged your day, and then you're left with, I think you said earlier, you know, four hours to you. Yeah, I think that's pretty miserable. Because right. um, yeah. life is, is just all about all those little functions. Wake up, shower, go to work, yeah. make your lunch, yeah. make your dinner. And then you can sit down and you just think, I've, I've not done anything I wanted to do today. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and it's like that every yes. day. So I just think I, I'm far too aware of stuff like that. I, I don't know. And it bothers me. You know, I literally, I literally, you know, the, the, the last three years have gone so quickly. I think, well, the next 10 years are going to go just as quick, you know, and I just think, you know, I, I need more control over how that disappears, basically. So you want to disrupt the Groundhog Day? Yeah. Or is that if you, yeah, you wake up and it's yeah, it's 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 similar or the same as, as the previous day and so forth, but yeah. on a kind of perpetual basis. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, yeah, yeah, that's a good way of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I suspect a lot of people would listen to this. And I suspect many people who won't be listening to this but <laughs> would probably empathise. But they would empathise, I think, with that. I think that's that's very consistent from what you hear a lot of people saying, you know, in your in your conversations during the day or what you read and so forth generally. Um, I mean, it is... COVID has certainly created a very... It's partly a dark lens on, on things that are wrong in our society, but it's mm -hmm. also created some... Some also, you know, accelerators for some positive trends as well. That must... I think that mustn't be uh, missed either, but... But it has, I think, it has made us reflect on our society, our work, play, well, yeah, our role, you know, politics, and you know, economics, the whole bit. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a real it's a real shakedown, I think, the last year and a bit, isn't it? Yes, historic proportions, right? Yeah, absolutely. What's the what would be the first thing you would do? If you could tell me that is <laughs> after all the lockdowns are over and you had, you know, you, you had the, the same type of freedom you had in 2019 is again. Uh, find a partner. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. That's, that's prohibitive, I suspect, now to try and do that. Yeah, it's almost impossible. Um, 
well, it is, well, it is basically impossible. I mean, I've downloaded all these bloody dating apps again. Um, okay. You know, even when you strike up a conversation, you know, it's, oh, what's that? Nothing. You know, we've been doing nothing because no one's not doing anything. Um, you know, it's, right. you know, so it's, you know, well, this is the reality. You can't, there's, there's nothing going on and there hasn't been anything going on. Um, so as soon as it's all over, stuff will happen again. You know, conversation will, will flow. Um, you know, and I, I think... Do you? No, no, sorry. I was just—it's really struck by, really struck by what you said then, because it, it, I got the impression that it's almost like that large elements of society are stuck in in, in amber, almost. But it's you know, it's just stuck in just well, well, just stuck, you know, just limbo. Yeah, or, or literally frozen until the end of the pandemic. That's yeah, exactly. the, that's a strong impression I got from what you just said. No, that's that's probably a, a much better way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I, I don't. I don't disagree with that at all. You know, I feel like I'm stuck in limbo. Um, I've been in my apartment yeah. for right. since March. When did the pandemic hit? Then when did lockdown start? Last March, I don't know. Something like that. So yeah, I've been yeah. alone for a year, um, and uh, it's not been as trying as I thought it would be. But you know, I turned okay. thirty. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah. you know, still without a, a partner. So this is also, I'm also conscious of this as well. You know, I don't want to live, I don't want to go, you know, much longer not doing, uh, not being with someone who cares about me. You know, right. You know, otherwise, right. what's it all for? Really, I can't just do everything for myself. Okay, interesting. So, so that's also interesting because that you kind of introduced this more late, latterly in, in our conversation. But, but your your vision of success and and, and so forth, your dreams. Well, it's very much about you and a, a partner and enjoying the lifestyle you've already. Yeah, already I want to share. I want to share share it with uh, someone definitely. Right. Yeah. Well, a lot of yeah. you know, it's a very lonely life, isn't it? Yeah, indeed. You know. Yeah. Well, I think. Yeah. I mean, obviously, for some, happy with their own, um, you know, their own existence, where their, their own space and and so forth. And um, but for many of us, I suppose, yeah, we are. Well, we're gregarious as a species, I suppose, and we're um, yeah, it, it's in it's in our makeup to have relationships or a relationship, long term or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, we're social animals for the most part, aren't we? Yeah. Um, some are more yeah. social than others. I'm probably less social than most. Um, but right. you know, I don't know. I'm a bit of a an introvert and an extrovert. It really depends on the day and who I'm with. Um, um, yeah. I would. Yeah, I think that. I think that duality of you either are an introvert or you are an extrovert is, is nonsense. Yeah, personally, I think yeah, yeah, you, you, there are degrees. It's a kind of uh, it's spectrum, isn't it? It's far too black and white way of looking at life. Yes, 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 indeed. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I made, you know, I've had a lot of relationships before. Don't get me wrong, but they've all failed miserably and spectacularly in some ways. So, um, well, you know, and, and you know, that could be. Maybe that was because of me. Who knows? I don't know. But I've made a lot of positive changes uh, in the last year. So I'm hoping that, okay. uh, you know, whatever emerges uh, from the pandemic will be uh, uh, better better for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's a fantastic aspiration to, um, you know, more immediately to, 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 um, to, to go for, I suppose, isn't it? And if, for most of us, if we we're able to say the same and, in fact, prove the same, overall society would have been better off for it in some respect yeah definitely no indeed so you said so you obviously you, know, you mentioned that on the employment front and your your um 
your aspirations there and, and well, to agree entrepreneurial, I suppose, but, you know, in terms of uh, new opportunities, starting businesses and so forth. Um, but is that, is, and are, you, are you also implying why that mean you know, you've made changes in the last year and so forth? You mean personally as well? Yeah, personal changes, definitely. Um, silly, silly little things like stopping caffeine or, or uh, well, stop smoking, uh, smoking cannabis uh, very recently, as you, as you know. Um, yeah, uh, I smoked that for a good 12 13 years straight, um, mm-hmm. uh, um, which is a long time. Um, yeah, no, I'm just just aghast at your ability to do that. You know, I mean, to stop, I mean, <laughs> I'm not aghast at your ability to smoke it for 13 years. Uh-huh. What I'm saying is, I'm aghast at your ability to stop it and, and to do that is remarkable. Yeah, I think that's uh, well, I think that's uh, um, I am. I think that's a good trait uh, of mine, an attribute, if perhaps not the right word, I don't know. But, um, um, I, you know, I'm, the thing is, if, if I want to do something, it's, it's all about what I want to do, basically. It's always been like that, you know. What, what do I want to do? And I think that's a very selfish way of looking at life, don't get me wrong. Um, but it, it help, it's also helped me to be determined in what I want to do, because if I don't want to do it, it isn't bloody happening. Um, and well, if I do want to do it, <laughs> Um, and like, if I really want that, then it will happen. Um, you know, as I as I've stopped, I can, so I can, I can definitely uh, confirm that as a child uh, as well. You know, very much to say. You know, well, yeah, but you know, it's just, it's, I need to be. Uh, maybe it's an element of control. I, I I don't know. I've relinquished a lot of control in my life over the years. But you know, it's mm. me wanting to do things is is the only way to progress in life. I think, and I just need to right, want to do the right things. And at the moment, it seems to be going the right way. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I can be very determined when I put my my mind to it. But as I said, if you know, if you no, don't want to do it, it's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you know. Well, if you do want to do it, you'll put one hundred and fifty percent into it. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, even if even if it's because look, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, people go, oh yeah, see, you know, you can just stop. But you know, I, I haven't slept properly ever since. Uh, I had to force force no. you know forcefully eat. Uh, so that I don't lose any weight, you know, obviously there's no appetite following stuff like that. So there are implications or there are ramifications and choices that we make, but it's the end goal, I think, that that is, uh, uh, you know, that's, that's what we all want to aim for, isn't it? So we're willing to, to persevere, yeah. even if it is difficult. And I think that much has been evident in the number of uh, endeavours or in, in my life, stopping all sorts of, all sorts of things, you know, uh, and some certainly worse yeah. than um, caffeine and cannabis. Mm. Yeah, indeed. You know. No, absolutely. You know. Um, yeah. And growing through that, yeah. Say, say that again. And growing through that as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that's what it's all about, isn't it? So, mm. growing. Well, that and and, <laughs> and certainly for now, if you're if, if you're not eating as much, and so, I mean, it certainly cuts down on the other elements you were talking about in terms of you know our routine way of lives. You talked about you know getting up, going to work and so forth, eating. You also mentioned shopping, but you're obviously doing less of that these days then. <laughs> yeah, well, I do. Well, I, don't, I barely don't do anything these days. I just, <laughs> I just, just work and, <laughs> and, you know, work and play on my PlayStation when I get the chance. Um, um, you know, I don't I don't go out. Um, certainly don't no. do much exercise. Um, you know, I blame that on COVID, not my own personal preferences, but um, even though it probably is my own personal right. preference. Um, but, you know, <laughs> you know, the, I do all my shopping online now, and you know, Amazon's brilliant for that, isn't it? So, you know, yeah. the most social contact I've had is with the Tesco delivery man. Right. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, again, not not an uncommon story. I suspect at the no, moment either. Uh, but, you know, I've also saved a lot of money during COVID and I really like that. I like uh, this whole, I never understood what it was like to save before. What, you know, what, that feeling of, of, of having to save. And I like it, you know, I saved a lot so far. So I'm enjoying that. So that's a strong, there are certain elements of, of our COVID life that will continue post pandemic. Oh, and yeah. I suspect, I mean, you yeah, you mentioned that one a lot. So I assume that you know, that's an element as well as giving up know, stimulants and so forth. Um, mm hmm. Yeah, and, and there's a number of things you'll take forward, I suppose, after we're all out of this. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I think for the, you know, for the for the most part, the vast majority of the population would like a, a great return to what everything was like before. But um, I've definitely learned that you know I don't need to go and uh, spend money on stupid things all the time because you know what's the point? You know, we, we, you know that, that's all there was actually. Basically, it's like, well, what do you want to do? Oh, you want to go shopping? You want to go to town? Yeah, you know, spend money. Yeah, that's all it is, isn't it? basically so you know i think i'm quite happy i've learned a lot from that i've learned you know, i can have fun without spending money at the same time um and uh, so if i'm not spending money where's it going well i can save save up and, and have some level of security or, or you know i'm saving for a mortgage for example because i want i want when i retire i want to you know, i can sell uh, sell my house it's 300 grand so i've already, already got a pension you know i've got a pension and an asset so you know i've got plans We've certainly thought things through. It's certainly far better than I did at your age or earlier, I must admit. But well, I think but, but also, um, you know, the, the whole mortgage yeah. thing. I didn't, I didn't look at, I didn't look at mortgages for, you know, I didn't think about this for at all, you know. And I thought, well, all my friends have got mortgages, and I thought, well, what's the benefit of this? At the moment, I'm paying my landlord's mortgage. You know what I mean? So, what's the point of that? Yes. I'd just rather pay my own mortgage, um, and then that money yeah. that I'm putting in is still mine, isn't it? That's that's equity. That's, uh, you know, that's uh, controlling. Yeah, exactly. Control and security. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I'm paying for somebody else's security at the moment, and I don't like that. Do you think? Um, so, so you know, 2020 and now we do much better. I suspect 2021 are, are, are the strange years. I mean, that's a ridiculous term, but I mean, it's you know, it's an understatement. But do you think? I mean, what do you think will happen? I mean, one has to hope that if 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 we're if we're all like yourself, you know, have learned, grown through this, maybe made some changes and so forth. Mm. Um, to you, you know, in the current, do we? Do you see twenty twenty two as a as the as the dawn of 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 you know of those changes individually impacting at a societal level, or do you think there'll be a great rebound and we'll just try to continue on as we did in twenty nineteen? I think there'll be a great rebound. Um, uh, personally, uh, I don't say yeah. that for me. Um, you know, I no. say that for the for the general population um there is yeah. a there's a great yearning for that i think um, mm. you know, um whether or not again because everything's on hold and then it will just be yes we can you know, basically oh, yeah, exactly press go. well this is the thing as soon as yeah. i mean it's been evident enough already you know as soon as as soon as the government relaxed a, a rule or or a requirement everyone went back to doing immediately what they wanted to do you know, well, let's go to the yeah. pub, let's go to our friend's house, let's book a holiday, um, you know, and we'll get pissed yeah. in Mallorca or something. You know what I mean? Everyone's just, everyone wants to do that even now. They just can't. Um, yeah. I think yeah. there, I think, I think there are, you know, there, there are the few that will have learned from this. And I, I include myself as one of those people. So I don't necessarily think I'll make a, a rebound because I'll, uh, I'll come out a bit doing better uh, and more wiser. Sure. Yeah. 
you know. And so there will be a, an interesting clique or an element of in our society of those people, as you say, who are post-pandemic different. Yeah. And then there are those who have been on hold and then would recommence, as it were. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, most people will recommence, but there's definitely a, a percentage of the population that will do things differently. I don't know how big that percentage is. No, that's a really interesting question. I think that's a really interesting question. We, we, we won't know as yet, of course. And no. Probably can't tell until it all happens. But you know, all sorts of people will say things now if you, if you ask them, but you can't tell until it actually happens throughout the pandemic and then we'll see how people behave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at s- simple things like borrowing, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, we're borrowing mm-hmm. less now than we ever have before, basically, haven't we? You know, more people have, More people are saving. More people are understanding what it means to take out, you know, finance you know what it means to have money in the bank and be able to say yes i can afford this or you know no i don't need to have finance anymore so i think attitudes will definitely change um you know people are a bit more aware of the fragility is that the right word um uh, yes the fragility of our lives especially in the uk i mean it's decimated the economy isn't it covid um Mm -hmm. you know our our service-based economy you know all these shops yeah all these little mini little tiny little businesses that prop up the economy etc um yeah. so i don't know it's, 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 it's insightful uh, in some ways yeah you know, yeah i mean even the high street oh the high street well it was already happening but yeah i mean it was already happening but it's now accelerated oh, yeah. considerably isn't it so it's, yeah yeah and we don't i mean what's concerning of course is that what are the plans to address that because we haven't had them to date i mean you know we've had well, well new, numerous trends like this and shops closing and all that kind of stuff and you know inner cities being impoverished and crime all those kind of things but nobody's really seemed to come up with any answers and, and if it's only got worse well clearly you know we need those answers now well that's the, the well, what do you do with uh, so many millions of workforce that can't just be put into something new you know what i mean um yeah. The amount yeah. of people that work in shops is, is astronomical or little bars, cafes, restaurants, clubs, yeah. you know, all of these service-based, you know, uh, places. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm amazed that they're even still open in all fairness, even with furlough scheme. I don't know how on earth half these shops have remained open, you know, especially like Primark. Mm-hmm. I mean, Primark's a massive, massive, enormous company. They've got no online uh, presence at all, um, but they're still standing. Right. So I find that very interesting. Yeah. I've only ever bought, I think I bought a couple of T-shirts from Primark years ago yeah. in Belgium, in uh, in Lille. And uh, I didn't even survive one wash. No, I went back. <laughs> absolute rubbish. Um, <laughs> no, it's, they're like single purpose clothes. You know, I'm going camping, let's go to Primark. Yeah. You know, that's the only understanding, the only purpose yeah. I could see from Primark. But people love it, don't they? they it's, it's, it's fast yeah. fashion. Um, yeah. You know, people want, you know, and Primark's very good for that. They're, they're quite quite easy to adapt to what's what's popular and then do it on the ultra cheap although ignoring the the little little messages that are sewn into boxer shorts by you know poor children in uh, another country oh, um yeah, but, yeah we'll see yes well that's just sadly our time is pretty much up and it's a sort of somber note to end on uh, <laughs> with uh with plaintive plaintive messages sewn into into garments but yeah <laughs> but um yeah, but that probably sums up maybe uh, well the darker side of our of our society. Yeah, I think so. Sadly. Um, well we all know it. But to your point. Well, yeah, we all know it, but to your point, if we all individually are trying to well, not all, but many of us hopefully are trying to make some positive changes 
peri and post pandemic and, yeah. and so on. And also this impact on consumerism, maybe there are some positives there, I suppose. It would be nice to think that as we end our <laughs> conversation today. It would be yeah. nice to think that. Let's hope it works out. <laughs> yeah, indeed. No, absolutely. Let's not leave it on a down point. No, not at all. No. Did, we, did we cover ben, all of our topics? Say again, sorry? Did we cover all of the topics? Oh, I think so. Yeah, I, I let it flow, and I hope that was okay for you. Yeah, I really appreciate right. the, the time we spent doing this together. It's uh, it's different. Well, I really enjoyed it. I'm happy to do another one in the future. Okay, you, I will definitely mark your card then for that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. Who's who? Are you, who are you having next on the on on the show? Uh, oh, I won't reveal that yet. Uh, partly because uh, I'd like to have an element of surprise, but partly because when uh, the vagaries of scheduling sometimes means that that changes. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> depending on people's availability, but I hope the, the next one will be, uh, yeah, that will be equally as interesting as, as yours and, and, and Rob's, but uh, well, oh, it's sorry. fingers crossed that comes together, but um, it depends on, on their availability. So I'm hoping maybe I'll, I'll be able to do that next weekend, but we'll see. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Keep you all on tenterhooks. Yeah. Thanks so much for your time today on this. And I really appreciate the conversation. Thanks for having me. Thank you.